0: Hello everybody, Hello. welcome to Ladies Talk Podcast, yes it's another episode, we're so excited to be here recording with you,
1: so excited to be here tonight, uh, I hope you guys have had a great week, Woo-hoo.
0: we have had a phenomenal week, yes. uh, being with family, celebrating birthdays, yes. one after the other, after the other, so we have had a pretty eventful week, so busy we apologize this is getting out to you a little bit late. So we hope that you guys have had a great weekend with your families the way that we have. Man. Um, And so this, uh, we're not going to be on here too long, but I wanted to get on here, um, kind of wanted to shift the focus a little bit from our podcast. You know, we we are all about sharing stories and sharing testimonies. We're going to continue to do that, but one of the things I really want to start doing is sharing and sharing Bible stories because Bible stories these are some of my favorite things and the Bible is so relevant to today's yeah and if you're not sure you know um about how the Bible applies to your life well you know what we have found so many ways where the Bible can apply to our lives and so we understand as believers sometimes it's hard to study the Bible sometimes it's hard to go through the Bible you don't know where
1: uh, to start studying a lot of people don't study because I don't know where to start. Yeah. Well, you know, wherever you start is better than not starting at all. Right. And I like to start in the stories. Yeah. Because I feel the Holy Spirit moves and speaks to me and God shows me things when I start in the stories. As opposed to when I'm just reading, he might be speaking, but I'm so busy. Oh, my gosh, I don't understand this. That I might be missing him telling me something because I'm focused on. What is it? I don't understand it. That's right. And it's really powerful when you
0: can get a revelation for yourself through a story um, that's in the Bible. And so today, um, I thought we'd look a little bit at um, the story of King David. Uh, This was way before he was a king. So some of you guys know the story of David and Goliath. And so we're actually going to read this from the Bible. We're going to read the story, and then we're going to highlight some points, talk about it a little bit, and then let you go on your merry way. But um, one of the things uh, my mom had mentioned was we're talking about looking at the Bible, but also sometimes we heard a message today about different perspectives, right? So we're going to read this, and we might not talk about the main point, but we're going to talk about what sticks out to us, right? Yes, yes. We're reading out of 1 Samuel 17, and this is a story of David and Goliath. I love this story. It's really one of the pillars, Mm -hmm. you know, of all Bible stories. Um, You know, if you've been a Christian for any time, you've heard this, and maybe if you're not a Christian, you've probably heard this story. A lot of people refer to David and Goliath. So we're going to read it, and then uh, we're going to talk about it a little bit. So um, let's go. So chapter 17, it says, now the Philistines gathered their forces for war and assembled at Soko in Judah. They pitched camp at Ephes Damim between Soko and Azekah. Saul and the Israelites assembled and camped in the Valley of Elah and drew up their battle line to meet the Philistines. The Philistines occupied one hill and the Israelites another yeah. with the valley between them. Mm. Okay, so you have a picture right it. here of the Philistines and the Israelites facing off, right? They're both on these hills. There's a valley between them. In verse 4, it says, a champion named Goliath, who was from Gath, came out of the Philistine camp. His height was six cubits
1: and a span. And my Bible says he was over nine feet tall. Yeah, so he was over nine feet tall. Give you an idea
0: how tall he was. He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armor of bronze weighing 5,000 shekels on his legs. He wore bronze greaves and a bronze javelin was slung on his back basically he was armored up like he looked tough right ready to go to war that's right exactly his spear shaft was like a weaver's rod and its iron point weighed 600 shekels his shield bearer went ahead of him okay so he had somebody like to actually like carry his shield like he his stuff was so huge though you guys have to understand he's coming out there and like one, you're already bigger than everybody right. on the field. And right. then two, you have all this extreme armor that makes you look impossible to defeat. Mm-hmm. It makes you look like nobody could penetrate through that armor.
1: You know, I'm just thinking, it reminds me, we went to this one church... And the guy had the bearer of arms, Mm -hmm. the pastor, and he had his bearer of arms. Yeah, yeah. To protect him from everything. Yeah. He went before him to shield off everything that comes. Yes. That's exactly what this is. Yes. And that's so cool because that's then and this is now in today's life. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And then arm bearer, you're absolutely right. Verse 8,
0: it says, Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine, and are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subjects and serve us. Then the Philistines said, This day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. Mm. On hearing the Philistines' words, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. So... Listen, this man is basically, I mean, taunting them. Like, telling them. I mean, he's telling them, look, if you can... Fight me, you know, but he's saying that arrogantly with yes. with, conf- with confidence yes. that I know you're not going to beat me, so this means that I'm going to beat you, and you guys are going to become our subjects. Like, he's
1: probably never been beaten, yeah, right, right. So, that's the whole thing. So, he has that confidence for a good reason,
0: yeah, very true. You
1: can defeat me, come and defeat me, that's where it. are you? Yep. What, who's going to take me on? Yep, and he's daring them and challenging them, yep, and so this is where it gets good. So, verse 12, it says. Now, now, now
0: enter David, right? So now David was the son of an an Ephrathite named Jesse, who was from Bethlehem in Judah. Jesse had eight sons, and in Saul's time, he was very old. Jesse's three oldest sons had followed Saul to war. The first one, the firstborn was Eliab, the second Abinadab, and the third Shema. David was the youngest. The three oldest followed Saul, but David went back and forth from Saul to tend his father's sheep at Bethlehem. For 40 days, the Philistine came forward every morning and evening and took his stand. Mm. So I'm talking about tormenting. Like, constant, constant, constant. Like, come and fight me. Come and fight me. Come and fight me. Like, and every day they're looking at this thing and thinking, this is impossible. How can we defeat them? It said, the Bible says they are terrified. They are terrified of what's standing in front of them.
1: Yeah, I know where you're going with this, but I just want to say it. When in life yeah we see this giant thing and we just can't get past it and every day we wake up and it's still there and it's still there and it's still there and we think my god is it ever going to go away what can we do to defeat this thing to make it go away that's it this is what's happening right here yes in that day and in our day you just wake up and think oh lord am i how am i ever going to face this yeah This is the giant I'm facing in my life, God. The of the Goliath in your life.
0: Yes, yes. That's right. Every day for 40 days. And it said, Now Jesse said to his son David, Take this ephah of roasted grain and these ten loaves of bread for your brothers and hurry to their camp. Take along these ten cheeses to the commander of their unit. See how your brothers are and bring back some assurance from them. They are with Saul and all the men of Israel in the valley of Eli fighting against the Philistines. So,
1: real quick, they seen David as a gopher. Yeah. Just yeah. a go-to guy to yeah. do whatever, an errand boy. Yeah, yeah. Just run their errands. Take care of our sheep and our goats. Yeah. and Just take care of our herd. Mm-hmm. But when I need you, beckon you to call and go check yeah. and, now, go and go feed. and Go feed your brother. Go run the errands and That's then right. come back and go back and take care of your job. That's right.
0: Yeah. So, verse 20, it says, Early in the morning, David left the flock in the care of a shepherd, loaded up and set out, as Jesse had directed. He reached the camp as the army was going out to its battle positions, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines were drawing up their lines facing each other. David left his things with the keeper of supplies, ran to the battle lines, and asked his brothers how they were. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance. And David heard it. Whenever the Israelites saw the man, they all fled from him in great fear. So understand, this is a continual thing, because it said he came out to do his usual defiance. So he comes out and does it, the Israelites run. He comes out and says it, the Israelites run. He comes out and says it, and the Israelites run. It's an everyday thing. Now, in verse 25, now the Israelites had been saying, do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughter in marriage and will exempt his family from taxes in Israel. So David, he's just an errand boy, right? Right. He's just running there to feed his his brothers and ask how they're doing so he can go back and reassure his father that all (laughs) is well. In verse 26, it said, David asked the men standing near him, What will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes the disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Yes. And they repeated to him what they had been saying and told him, This is what will be done for the man who kills him. When Eliev, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, Why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle.' So, oh, there's so much good stuff in this. Oh my gosh. There's so much good stuff in this. Oh, I don't even know where to start. Okay. Just start wherever you want. But look, sometimes, I'm telling you, sometimes you can be doing the right thing. You have the right heart and yes. the right intentions. And people still, because they oh see God. the favor of God on your life, they mistake it and they become jealous. Yes. Because they believe that you are out for yourself. They don't understand that God is working in you. God yes. is using you. God is moving in you. And so, it's so crazy to see even his brothers like why you just being nosy like what are you doing here yeah. you know in verse 29 david says now what have i done said david can't i even speak like <laughs> right like how do you how many times have you felt like that with anyone in your family That's like right. Damn, i can't even say nothing they, they open my saying, mouth and you just shut me down right they always saying something it says he then turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter and the men answered him as before What David said was overheard and reported to Saul, and Saul sent for him. David said to Saul, Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, you are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man, and he has been a warrior from his youth. So, in other words, David was not trained. David was not trained as a warrior. Right. He was not trained uh, in the battlefield the same way that these armies were. Uh, he was trained uh, nowhere, not for the battlefield. He was a shepherd, and he shepherded sheep. That's
1: what he did. Do yes. you know what? In life, I saw, that just that strikes home with me because... When I was first asked to, to preach a message, I thought, I don't preach. Yeah. Who am I? Yeah. You know. But because somebody had confidence in me and God said, you know who you are. Yeah. I've never been trained. Yeah. I've never been to college for it or yeah. anything, but I have the Holy Spirit in me. have the Holy Spirit. I have all I need to face that giant. That's and I've it. done it. And so now when I'm asked, I will speak somewhere or I will teach or preach because... I have the confidence that God gives me. That's right. And that's where my schooling comes from. For that's that. right. Ooh, that's right. So,
0: so listen, it's, it's so good that you said that. Cause here we go. Look, verse 34. Mm-hmm. So Saul saying like, you're too young and th- he's been a warrior all his life. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went out. After it struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. Mm. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Yes, Saul said to David, Go and the Lord be with you. Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. Mm -hmm. I cannot go in these he said to Saul because I am not used to them. So he took them off You guys, he took off his protection. Yes. Like, he couldn't even use Saul's protection, right? What Saul had on him, he couldn't even use. My gosh. He said, then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. Meanwhile, the Philistine, with his shield bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was little more than a boy, glowing with health and handsome, and he despised him. He said to David, Am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. The Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead, and he fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. David ran and stood over him. He took hold of the Philistine's sword and drew it from the sheath. After he killed him, he cut off his head with the sword. When the Philistines saw that their hero was dead, they turned and ran. Then the men of Israel and Judah surged forward with a shout and pursued the Philistines to the entrance of Gath and to the gates of Ekron. Their dead were strewn along the Sharam road to Gath and Ekron. When the Israelites returned from chasing the Philistines, they plundered their camp. David took the Philistine's head and brought it to Jerusalem, he put the Philistine's weapons in his own tent. As Saul watched David going out to meet the Philistine, he said to Abner, commander of the army, Abner, whose son is that young man? Abner replied, as surely as you live, your majesty, I don't know. The king said, find out whose son this young man is. As soon as David returned from killing the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul, with David still holding the Philistine's head. Whose son are you, young man? Saul asked him. David said, I am the son of your servant, Jesse of Bethlehem. Mm -hmm. Y'all, they didn't even know who he was. He hadn't even made a name for himself. He literally was nowhere in the picture. He was not a warrior. He was the least expected person. And he came and he defeated David and Goliath. Now, there's a couple things i want to talk about and as i was reading it man these things are just jumping out on me and i'm telling you man when you study your word you will see these things just jump out at you the first thing i want to talk about is um over here in where it talked about how um goliath continued to come out he continued to come out and i would really encourage you even in this aspect, that this is the um, importance of community and godly community. Yes. Because Goliath continued to come out and to challenge the Israelites, and they were terrified. I don't know if you've ever looked at something so big, but it paralyzes you in your fear.
1: My gosh. To where you
0: don't know what to do. I don't know which way to go, whether it be concerning your kids or concerning your job, concerning finances, concerning health, concerning what your next move is, concerning, you know, how your rent's going to get paid, if you'll have a roof over your head, whatever this giant is, you know, addiction, whatever it is in front of you, and you've been looking at it and looking at it and looking at it and you're terrified by it, but all of a sudden, somebody who knows God, who has a little bit more faith in you, comes up and says, who is this person that is defying the God God of Israel, right. who is this person? Yes. And they can speak to you and shift your perspective because right. you were looking at this thing thinking this is impossible. Right? There's no way I can defeat this. There's no, no There's no way.
1: There's no hope. There's hope. No so hope. So many people in this world right now have no hope because something is standing in their way, whether, whether they've lost their house, whether it's health. A lot of people are sick and some of them are mentally sick. Yeah. But a lot of them are bound. Yeah. They're bound and don't even know it, and they can yeah. be freed from that, but they don't know it. Yeah. But that's the giants they're facing, or or did COVID take something away from them, everything they own away from them, and that's the giants they're facing. And you just you're just stuck. Fear, fear, fear of dying and
0: yes. fear of death. With yes. with COVID was a big mm. one. Was yes. a, a big thing that came in and and has paralyzed people. Yes. That I don't even want to go out of my house now because mm-hmm. I might catch. Covid or monkeypox or whatever the next you know thing is, yes. and so you just become terrified.
1: Yes.
0: Uh, but man, when you when you have a community and you have somebody who could step into your situation and look at that and like, look, I know that you might think that that's terrifying, mm-hmm. but to me, my God is bigger, and yes. that that thing doesn't stand a chance against my God. And how dare it sit there and mock God when we're the ones that are supposed to be able to take authority over it? So I love this scripture because listen. Uh, in the New Testament Jesus came and he gave us dominion and authority so to me this is that exact thing about how the enemy this is that picture of how the enemy would try to have us standing still like we don't have a way to shift something or move something Mm -hmm. listen when Jesus died on the cross he died on the cross he defeated death hell and the grave the Bible says that he took back the keys of the kingdom he took back dominion and authority from Satan that, that Satan took from Adam and Eve, whenever they bid yes. the apple. And Jesus went and took all of that back. And when he took it back, he gave it into our hands. So that on this earth, we would be able to have dominion over our situation and dominion over our environment. And so how many of us have sat back helpless, like we can't open our mouth and speak the word of the Lord and shift something. Listen, it is time, you guys, for us to stop accepting defeat from the enemy. If you can't, if you're staring at that thing and it's terrifying you you need to call phone a friend okay that's right, that's you need right. to to get
1: uh, get a lifeline god god gives, somebody. Say, god gives you lifeline that's right do you have a lifeline in your life that is knows the lord or do you have a lifeline of the world that's going to bring you down right or somebody of the lord is going to pray you through and speak into that thing and tell you it has to flee in the name of right Jesus. right and you know there's nothing wrong with tell you know people telling you you know they're going to pray
0: for you and stuff but but sometimes that's like a uh like a back seat to not have it. Well, I'm going to pray for you, but no, you have power in this. You are not That's right. powerless. That's right. You, if, if you have the Holy spirit living inside of you, you should be able to operate in signs, wonders, and miracles. That's right. This is what Jesus did. And he says, greater works than I did. Will you do? That's right. And so when we face these things in our life, not that they'll just change instantaneously, yes. but we should be able to use the dominion and the authority that That's Jesus right. gave us and speak against this thing and watch these things shift That's right. as they're coming out of our life. That's the right. same way that David came. And he was like, man, y'all, this thing's been taunting y'all for all this. I'm going to tell you right now, I can handle it. That's right. Look, God, he got me through a lion. He got me through a bear. You That's know, right. and now this is nothing. This is yes. just
1: another another thing yes. in my way. Now, think about that. A lion and a bear. Think about that. You see it all the time. This person mauled by a lion. And this is a kid. These are grown men you see all the time. Grown people. This is a kid. And he chased it. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't that it came upon him. He said, when it took his sheep, he chased after it. This is not, it's like, you took mine, give it back. Yeah, yeah. And he went after him. You know, that has got to be nothing but God. That's right. Because who in their right mind. You gotta have the mind of Christ that's to do right. that, you know, and that's how we're supposed to be living. That's right. Oh, you gonna take what God gave me? Not in my house. No, you ain't. There I am, and you are gonna chase him, and God's gonna be right there chasing him with you. <laughs> Not today, Satan.
0: So, yes. <laughs> Speaking of, so that that honestly, you know, the big story here is David and Goliath. Yes. But I wanted to get into a different perspective here. Mm-hmm um about this this part where he's talking about the lions and the bears yes and he because he said uh, verse 34 david said to saul your servant has been keeping his father's sheep and when a lion or bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock i went after it Mm -hmm. struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth when it turned on me i seized it by its hair struck it and killed it your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. That's the right. Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. That's right. Let me tell you something. Amen. The giant that you're facing, you have faced it before. Look at your life. Look at the situations Mm -hmm. that you have overcome. Look at the way that God has prepared you to face this thing. Look at the situations where maybe it's taken you a couple times to get the victory, yes. but you got the victory. That's right. You know, maybe uh, they you're like, man, I don't know how I got through that. But through those situations, God was preparing your heart. That's right. He was preparing your mind. This this Bible story says David was not trained as a warrior. That's right. However, it doesn't mean he wasn't trained. No.
1: He was trained by the Lord. He knew. He would, Yeah, he knew the great the great leader the great the, that's it the great commander that's, that's what i it. To say the commander yeah that's it. He, he he had it in good with the one it mattered about listen <laughs> god yes
0: put him through what he needed think if he had not encountered that lion if he did not encounter that bear maybe he wouldn't have been as confident walking up to a whole giant
1: he could have been going lord are you sure you want me to go Why, right. i lord I'm going to be obedient, God, but let's get this right. I'm just a shepherd. You know, you never know. But God made things happen beforehand. He trained him beforehand. And built his confidence up. He used situations in his everyday life to prepare David to
0: come to this moment and face this giant. So excited. Listen, (laughs) when I cannot find the the voice to praise God for the victory, then I turn around and I praise God for the victories behind me. Because he has done great mighty things in my life and if I don't see and and it's hard for me to have the faith to believe that the giant in front of me I can face then I turn around and I look behind me and I look at what all God's done and then I reassure and get the confidence if he has done that then this is nothing to him Yes, and it comes in that training I want to encourage you you are not helpless in your situation you are not helpless in what you're going through Whatever giant is standing in your way is defying the Lord of is defying our God. Listen, there is nothing bigger than God. You know, I heard something uh last week and it blessed my heart so much. It said, um, I think it was a pastor and I've been listening to so many sermons, so I don't remember who said it, but um they said that, you know, contrary to popular belief, you know, uh the opposite of God is not the devil because the devil has no authority compared to God they're not even on equal the devil still has to bow the devil still has to uh, come subject to everything that the Lord says he's nowhere near the level that God is on God still created him he is not the enemy is not the creator and so it's important that you understand that you have power over these things that are trying to take hold of you over your emotions you guys over depression over anxiety over everything that comes and tries to tell you that you're not worth it that you're not good enough that you shouldn't that you couldn't that you should have did something better right we have power and authority over yes, these things yes, to take them amen. captive and cast them back to hell where they came from yeah and so in this story as I'm looking and I'm seeing God, oh God. you prepared David yes. for this moment yes. and all he was doing was being where you told him to be when you told him to be there mm-hmm. he was
1: just being a shepherd yes that's yes. what he was supposed to be doing whose obedience Who's uh, who are you going to be obedient to? Mm. You know, this in my book it has a little thing and it says David was very successful when he faced the giant Goliath. One reason he defeated Goliath was because he was careful about what advice he took, mm-hmm. who he listened to. Yeah. King Saul advised him to use the royal armor and his brothers advised him to just go home. Yeah. And those weren't options for him, but David didn't see their advice as coming from God. Yeah. He said, you're not the ones that have taught me. Mm -hmm. You're not the ones that have prepared me for this. He knew the strengths God had blessed him with. Because he would already taken care of the lion and the bear. Yes. So, he even talked about how God had prepared him in the use of a sling. My God. So, he knew. So, these people giving him advice didn't sway him. You know, you got people in your life that want to give you, well, if I was you, I would do this, go down the river, dip three times, come back and tell Mary and all that. Is that what God told you to do? Or is that what somebody told you to do that sounds like something God would tell you to do? Yeah. So you're gonna do it. No, you got a direct connection with God. You ain't gonna have all these people come and tell you. Mm-hmm. But if they do, be sure you hear it from God. Yeah. Be sure the Holy Spirit says yes. That's it. That yes. That's, that's it. what I'm talking about. Yes. I'm telling you, I wish
0: you guys we would get the confidence of David. Man. How many times huh. have you walked into a situation and you thought, mm, that's not my business, and you turned around and walked away? But really, God sent you there. Could you imagine? If David showed up and thought, I'm not a warrior, this Philistine is calling out this army, but that's not my business. That's right. Because I'm not a warrior. That's you right. Know, and he turned around and walked away. Could mm-hmm. you imagine what would happen? How many times have you run across family or friends yes. facing these impossible situations? And instead of speaking <laughs> oh faith God. and speaking Ooh, life yes. and speaking victory, yes. we get timid and we turn around because we're not sure if God yeah. wants to use yeah. us. You know, we're not sure. Uh, I don't know if God told me to say that. You know, I don't know if God, I don't know if I should. Let me tell you something. If God has given you a mouthpiece, use it and use That's it for wrong. His glory. If you're using it for His glory, you cannot go wrong.
1: Well, the scripture even says, test me in this. So, yeah. there, you know, test yeah. Him in it. See yeah.
0: God. Just really, really, really listening and in reading this story I'm understanding listen David was confident mm. in who he was in yes, God yes he was confident that where he went he did not question the gifts that he had yes. he did not question that oh even though he didn't have the title of a of somebody in the army that he couldn't go on. he walked he walked right in there and started asking questions yes. and then he went right there to the head to Saul and then ended up being right there in front of the Philistine listen God is calling us to places and we have got to have the confidence of David you have got to carry that authority and know that all of heaven is back in you that's right you have dominion Jesus is with you he is for you and when you walk into these places those rooms shouldn't stay the same those people shouldn't stay the same your work environment shouldn't stay the same your household shouldn't stay the same there is nothing around you that should stay the same when you begin to open up your mouth and declare the dominion and authority and the works that Jesus Christ has released least to us listen it is so i love the story so much because you understand listen i am victorious in christ this is what the cross was all about amen because Jesus died yes. because he rose again yes. because he gave us yes. dominion there is not an enemy in hell there is not anything that the devil could throw at me including death itself yes. that could yes. have authority over me because I yes. know that I am alive in Christ really? that to I live know. is to uh, what is it to die is to, to gain, gain. gain and that uh, to be absent from the body is to be, be present, present with, from, the with the Lord, Lord. Right. so I don't have to worry about if I die because I I know my eternity That's right. is secure. That's right. I don't have to worry about what's going to happen to here to me on earth because I understand that this body is temporary and I'm just a spirit passing That's through. Right. This is not my home. That's right. My home is in eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ whenever we leave this That's place. Right. So I don't have to fear death. Amen. I don't Amen. have to fear the big things that we fear. That's right. Yes, it's sad emotionally. Yes, we miss people who die, you know. Yes, we grieve, but at we, the end of the day, he gave us dominion.
1: Here's the thing. We know, and everything, yes, not everything you said, yes, amen. Here's the thing, here's the way I look at it. You know, I've told Crecia before, and I've told Al, when I die, don't be sad for me. Celebrate that I'm no longer here. Mm-hmm. And I can say that, honestly, because I'm looking at the Lord and where I'm going to be. Now, if I looked at it the way... Non Christians did, and oh my gosh, what are my kids going to do? My, how are they going to live? What's my husband? How is he going to live? I would be sad. I would yeah. be fearing death because yeah. I'm instilling that fear in me, worrying about what are they going to do? Right. What are they going to do? But you know what? I'm going to be with the Lord, and I'm trusting the Lord to take care of them, just like He did me. That's <laughs> it. Oh man, that's so good, you guys. That's a, that's a different level of trust. Yeah, you know, if if you find
0: yourself. Like, um, fearing death mm-hmm. and and you hit it right on the head because when we fear death, that's what we fear, yes, what are they gonna do without yeah. me yeah what what's gonna happen how are they how are they gonna manage when I'm gone? yeah, but listen, if you trust in the Lord, then trust in the Lord, that's right, you know there's no question to it, yes. there's no question about you know what i and let me just be clear i I will make sure. That the prayers I've prayed here over my kids are enough to sustain whenever I leave this earth. I'm not just living this life and hoping and passing that they reap the benefits of they what get I'm it. doing. <laughs> right? No, I am praying for my kids. Right. I am teaching my That's kids. Right. I am showing my kids yes. by my lifestyle yes. what it means to love and serve yes. the Lord. I am expressing to them how important it is to need yes. Jesus.
1: That's right. And in
0: and in that, I, I trust God Amen. that the rest is up to Him. That's I right. can only do what I can do, That's right. and, and the rest is up to God. Of course. And we not.
1: have to let them know you're not perfect. Yeah. If we were perfect, Christ would not have had to die for us. Yeah. That's why he died for us, because we're not perfect. Yeah. But if you fall, get right back up. Yeah. Don't stop seeking God. Amen. Amen. That was a little side nugget, y'all. That was for free. Yeah, 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 it was.
0: But, uh, okay, so going back to the story of David, something else I'm sitting here looking at was um, the part that when david was preparing to go to war listen saul said to david go and the lord be with you in verse 38 he said then saul dressed david in his own tunic yes he put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head and david fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand approached the Philistine. Can I just tell you something, you guys? stay in your lane yes you you do not have to be like somebody else embrace what you have that the lord has entrusted you with that's good so many times you know i've seen people get up and they try to preach like somebody else or Mm -hmm. teach like somebody else or or i want them i want my stuff to look like them Mm -hmm. and it's okay to to study someone's teachings to gain yes. understanding and stuff. But listen, the unique thing about you is there's nobody else like you. That's right. the, the gifts that God has entrusted with you, he's entrusted in you. Right. So you could bring them and use them. That's and right. you know what I love about that is that David knew exactly what his That's gifts right. were. He, did. he said, this ain't going to work. I don't know how to do this stuff, but I do know what I know. And that slings and a stone and he went and got five stones, That's put them right. in his pouch, took his sling and went on about mm-hmm. his business.
1: Yeah.
0: listen, the enemy so many times you know they say comparison is the thief of joy yes so many times we get into that comparison game you Mm -hmm. know about praying like someone else talking like somebody else teaching like someone else preaching like Mm -hmm. somebody else whatever you know living like somebody else whatever whatever it is but man would you just release that today man embrace who god has called you to be he has called you to be you in the circles of influence that you're in because that is exactly where he called you that's to be. Really. If he wanted you to be that other person, that's who you would have been. And so that that whole comparison where we're striving to be like somebody else, the only person the Bible ever says that we should strive to be like is
1: Jesus. Isn't you know that coveting anyway? Isn't that what the, the form the, of it? I mean, yes, so. yes. You're yeah. wanting something that God I mean, has given them. Somebody else. Yes. That yep. they have. You want it for yep. yourself. Yep. And so you're not supposed to do that anyway be who god created god created each of us everything about us is different yeah god created us different so be different dare to trust god to be different yep. in your calling because your your calling that's different is going to minister to the people that his calling their calling whoever you're wanting to be like or thought is not going to reach this person that your calling can reach that's right and you know whatever he's called you to do it might not be on
0: the stage that's and right. the world might not see it that's you know right. um when david killed that lion and bear there was nobody out there with him that's right nobody just knew that to come and celebrate him and all that stuff but sometimes god will put you in places to make stuff happen anyway whether there's an audience or not because it's not about us it's about giving god the glory that's right and that's, that's what it, david right that's there. what david told saul all in this glory. he said god who delivered me from the paw of the lion yes. and the paw oh the God. bear will rescue me from the hand of this That's philistine. Right. He knew it was God. He knew mm-hmm. it wasn't in his own ability. It's in his faith in God mm-hmm. and in him trusting God. He used his tools and his resources that he had in his life to accomplish this impossible task of slaying Goliath right. the giant. Yes. How powerful is that? Man. I really my whole focus today you guys I just wanted to come and encourage you man sometimes y'all we get complacent in praying man and we think that praying is passive listen praying is not passive. That's right praying is how you start or start changing things yes. praying you know everything happens in the spirit first and it's led by prayer it's it's led it's things are moved and shifted by prayer you take authority and dominion in prayer and so when you begin to do these things and you begin to understand uh, okay i don't have to pray like Oh Lord if this is your will to heal me. It is his will to heal. You that's his word. Read his word. Understand right. what his will is for your life. Right. Oh Lord if it's if it's your will, you know that you know my bills will be paid you know he said you shall like no good thing you know what i mean so we don't have to sit back with this woe is me attitude like beggars praying and hoping god will make something happen god God will move king exactly live
1: like you're a child of the king
0: exactly now there might be stuff that you want that he hasn't given you because he didn't feel like you needed it or he didn't feel like it wasn't a part of the purpose and plan that he had for you and we have to be mature enough to understand the difference but at the end of the day we are not passive Christians we should not have to sit back and allow the enemy to come to us for 40 days in a row and defy us and us not sit there and step up and be like I have had enough enough is enough and in the name of Jesus you have got to stop and you begin to shift and you change what is tormenting and taunting you listen the enemy has no power except for what you give him he has no stronghold in your life except for where you open the door So, it is so important that we understand that we have authority and dominion to get him out of our lives. He cannot stay where he is not welcome. That's right.
1: That is so good. Period. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes we're not mature enough to have the things that we want. Right. So, God hadn't released them to us. I'm just putting that out there. That's just a thought. But, it's a fact. You know, I think, God, why can't I have this? Or, God, why don't I have more money for this? Because I'm not prepared on how what I would do with it. I'm not ready for it. Also, so sometimes
0: you know, we only seek God in the wilderness. Yes. So when we get what we've asked for, <laughs> my gosh, we stop seeking him. Right. When we that's get so oh, what we bad. wanted, yes. our hearts content. Yeah. You know, uh Pastor Ronnie today that's was so good. preaching on whether or not you want the father or whether you want the father's things yes <laughs> and and this is a condition of our heart well dang yeah. do i want the father or do i want the father's mm, things? that's right am i asking god for blessings but not spending time with him mm-hmm. sounds like you a gold digger you know what i mean because
1: yeah, sure. like, i know i'm going to get the inheritance because mm-hmm. i'm a child of the king but what are you doing for the king mm-hmm. when you're he mentioned this last week and it was
0: so cool to me but when you're when you're preparing for something and that's the only time that you seek God. Yeah. I know I'm about to go give out. So now I'm preparing something to fill yeah, up. You yeah. completely miss the concept Mm-mm. of Mm-mm. you know who you are right. in christ That's he right. wants time he wants yes. relationship he wants presence with you
1: fellowship and it's a yes. season
0: man we have got to quit being lazy christians oh where God. we just Ooh. serve him when it's convenient yes for us, or when we yes. just serve him when when we want to be used by him wow but in our idle time yes we don't have a relationship with him it's
1: like we take him off the shelf when we need him and we're putting him back up we're done
0: with it where
1: lord convenient. i need you i've got a big favor here and we ask him for favors. Yeah. Because that's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. favor. You're not asking him for his blessings and stuff. Okay. So
0: yeah, so man, I hope I hope this encouraged you guys. Yes. I am just sitting here, I feel encouraged. I feel like there's some Goliaths that have been in my life yeah. that I'm I'm about ready to face and kick down me some too. doors. Me too. You know, and, and I can't do it without community That's because right. sometimes I might go to face Goliath and I might get scared and be like, Ah, you know, but here I am and I need somebody to tell me, Hey, nope. And remind me why I'm That's there. Right. And remind me to get focused. And remind That's me to right. knock that thing yes. down. You know that I have yes. dominion and authority over it. Amen. And so we're gonna pray for you guys. Thank y'all for yes. joining us. You we miss we miss Lisa today. Y'all she was busy today, but we will she should be back on here next yes, week. So shout God, out to Lisa. We Lisa. love you. We're praying we for you. you. Tonight. That's right. So let's just say a prayer and we'll go ahead and um and exit out and we'll see you guys next week so father god we thank you right now for every person listening to this right now god we thank you father god that you would stir up their faith god that they would have faith in you god i thank you lord that you would begin to bring to our remembrance the things lord that you have taught us to to train us god to get ready for these giants that we're facing god help us to use wisdom to know how to apply what you have taught us god help us father god to see the victory god even when it's it's not here yet in the natural God help us God to have the confidence the way that King David had the confidence God to step into the premises and change the situation God even when it looks impossible God Lord we ask that you would continue God to give us confidence as you go with us everywhere that we go God as you all of heaven is backing us Father God I thank you Lord God that you would just give us boldness to step out God as, as young men and young women who are serving you Father God to go out and advance the kingdom of the gospel or the kingdom of heaven God we thank you father God for new souls coming into the kingdom of heaven. We thank you Father God for a new season Lord of walking in signs, wonders and miracles God. We ask for every believer Lord that you would infiltrate their house God with your spirit Father God that everything that is not like you has to bow to the name of Jesus God. It has to go back to hell where it came from in Jesus name Father God. We cast down every spirit of depression and anxiety. Every spirit of suicide in Jesus name. We tell you we cancel you out and you go back to hell where you came from lord i thank you father god we release your peace we release your love we release your joy to our listeners god that they would have more than enough god that they would be overflowing in the fruits of your spirit god and we thank you lord that you would have your way god use this word god to grow us and to challenge us to help us to check our hearts god and to believe you god That you are God and we are not, Lord. That only you can operate in the way that you do, Father God. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name.
1: Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We want to just be there with you through the good. Walk with you through the bad. Encourage you through the bad and, and walk with you through all the ugly. If you have any prayer requests or want to reach out to any of us, you can do that right now. My phone is down but Crecia has the information for you on them yeah you guys
0: know you guys can send us a message on um ladies talk podcast on facebook um joe bonnie rodriguez or Eloisa gomez i'm sorry Eloisa. yes gomez yes. i was thinking
1: my nana sorry okay. it's her birthday it's day.
0: my it's nana's birthday, birthday today <laughs> she passed uh six years ago yes um but anyway so you guys can reach out to us in any of those platforms you guys can reach out to through us send us a message through whatever platform you're listening to the podcast on um and we'll get those messages requests
1: or anything whatever you need reach out to us we'd like to be your community that's right we love you and we hope you guys have a good week have a blessed week this has
0: been ladies Ladies Talk Talk Podcast. podcast